Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, as you all know, we talk about politics so we can really talk about social commentary. We do social commentary so we can talk about principles and the people who live them. Uh, Dave McCann has spent his life uh, not only talking about great news stories, but he's had the opportunity to interview some of the great sports legends of all time. And he's also done it in a way that it is very not it's not that much about the biography of it all. It's about the principles of it all. It's the lessons learned. It's the wisdom and the insight. Had a great piece in uh, Deseret.com not long ago. And uh, Dave ad- agreed to jump on with us today uh, to talk about some of those interviews and some of those lessons learned, some of those core principles. And, of course, Dave is the studio host for BYU Sports Nation Game Day, the post-game show, and after further review, most important. He's the co-host of Wise Guys. That's the letter Y, S, guys.com. And uh, you want to check out that podcast, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us. Hey, welcome back. All of Utah radio is better when you're back on the air. So I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> it is good to be back. Uh, well, you have had the the opportunity to, to bring a people uh, to the neighborhood. And uh, I want to get into some of those people you've interviewed, some that really kind of stirred you or gave you a principle that maybe was a surprise. You know, it was uh, inspired by that Sesame Street, uh, Sesame Street song we're all familiar with when we were kids. And all of your listeners will know it, the one about the, the people that you meet when you're walking down the street. They're the people that you meet each day. And I got thinking about that and started to put some uh, notes together on the people in my neighborhood, uh, in my professional neighborhood, uh, when it comes to sports broadcasting uh, over the years and uh, and got to thinking about the lessons that I've been taught from Mickey Mantle or Oscar De La Hoya or Mike Tyson or Andre Agassi, uh, and the list goes on and on and on, which surprised me when you make a list like that, but then you start learning, thinking about the lessons that you were taught by different people at different times, and we are surrounded by lesson teachers uh, yeah. from the people on our street, yeah. and, 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 and maybe this article will get us to stop and kind of look around a little bit. Uh, so important. Let's jump into a, a couple of those uh, that I thought were incredibly interesting. Some of those really uh, fascinating and surprising. I love the surprise interview where you walk away, oh, that is not what I was expecting to hear from them today. And so I want to start with one that will uh, give you a think again moment. And uh, that was your conversation with Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, Mike Tyson is an interesting guy. And uh, back in the day in Las Vegas, when he was the most feared heavyweight fighter in the world, Feared because of what he did in the ring, but also because he was such a loose cannon outside of it. So much so that uh, that he was medicated uh, when he wasn't fighting. And when he was medicated, he was the nicest guy you'd ever meet. And I met that Mike Tyson a number of times. And when he's off his medication getting ready for a fight, he's a totally different Mike Tyson. And on, on one particular day after the fight news conference, we're going to get a quick interview with him for the evening news down in Vegas. And and uh, the, the manager says, all right, you got two minutes. And Tyson walks down the, the stage right up to me and, 
stares me right in the eye. He's agitated. He doesn't like news conferences. He doesn't like being asked questions. And, uh, and, and he and I are the same size, more or less. And so we're looking eye to eye. And, and I'm a young reporter, and I'm as intimidated as <laughs> anything. Because literally you feel in that exchange that if I ask the wrong question, he might just punch me in the face. <laughs> and, and so I forgot all about what I was going to ask him as he's just staring straight through my soul. And I managed to get a couple of questions, and, and then he was gone. And, and, and the kind of a tongue-in-cheek in this, in this article is um, uh, what I learned in my relationship with Mike Tyson is the importance of medication, when taken properly, <laughs> it can really help your life. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, so I want to jump now to, uh, to Jack Nicholas. Uh, everyone knows Jack Nicholas is uh, really just most extraordinary golfer uh, of all time. And uh, give us a, a quick walk uh, around the course with him. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. He's a, a golf developer in addition to a former golf star. And, uh, and he designed the course at Lake Las Vegas, which is just uh, it's kind of in Henderson, just outside of Vegas. Uh, and on the day that they broke ground, again, as a, as a young reporter, I'm out there to go interview him. And, uh, and I walk in, and I, I know all that he's won, and uh, the green jackets and, and everything else. Uh, he shakes my hand and talks to me like a human being. And, and I realize that to him, I'm important. Um, I'm there to cover his event and this groundbreaking of his golf course, but I'm going to be there no matter how he treats me. And, uh, and then afterwards, he uh, did a, a plug for my Sunday night sports show, which I thought was awesome. Anytime Jack Nicholas gives you a plug that we ran as a promo on the air. Uh, and I left that day understanding why everyone stands up when he enters the room, uh, because he treats people with respect. And, and those who do that bring respect back to themselves. And that was the lesson that... Uh, that I learned in my in my short time with with Jack Nicholas, and you know what? As you watch him do interviews all over the place over the course of the last decade or so, he's always first class and always respectful, yeah. and I, I admire that. Uh, so good, uh, and you have so many others in this uh, this uh, article that we just can't get to today. Uh, but but I want to just give me a give me a sixty second. Uh, someone I sat next to on a plane one time, Brent Musburger. Many people know Brent Musker, Musburger <laughs> from NFL Today. Uh, I, I'd listen to Brent Musburger read the phone book. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> he was that good. But give us a 60-second version of the principle of Brent Musburger. You know, I love Brent Musburger. I wanted to be like him growing up uh, for all the things you just described. And, 
One day he got assigned a BYU Air Force game with Ken Stabler. I was uh, back from my mission as a student there, and uh, I was assigned as the runner. So I was up in the broadcast booth with them, and my job was to run for stuff. So they needed a drink, a sandwich, a stat. Uh, and so I, was, I spent five hours with those two guys that day in the booth. Not a lot of interactions between them and me, but just watching them work. And I watched how he treated people so nicely. And, mm. and again, I thought he was an icon. And we, we got done, they cleaned up, and they're heading out. And I go, this is my one shot with Brent Musburger. I stuck my hand out, and I said, uh, I will see you in New York someday. Like, you know, and, and he looked at me and said, you do that, young man. You follow your <laughs> dreams. And then yeah. in that off season, he left CBS, went to ABC, I was hired by ABC as the first college reporter mm. that they had ever had in New York. Ah. And so all that happened in just a few <laughs> short months. Follow your dreams. Oh, absolutely love it. And, uh, Dave, thank you so much for joining us today because this is the, the, the ultimate principle in all of this. It has nothing to do with sports. Uh, and I love the way you framed it, Dave. It's the people in your neighborhood. It's the people that are around us, whether we know them or don't know them. Everybody's teaching us a principle by how they live and what they do, and what they prioritize. And we should also take a moment within that to look inward and say, and what am I putting out there? What are people seeing when they see me in the neighborhood? Uh, Dave McCann, uh, one of our favorites, uh, thanks so much for carving out some time for us on a, on a busy day. Thank goodness for Sesame Street to put all that to music so that we would think about it over and over and over. Hey, absolutely love it. Thanks, Dave. Again, Dave's the studio host for BYU Sports Nation Game Day. Check out his podcast, Wise Guys, the letter YSGuys.com. And uh, check out the people in your neighborhood. Who can you learn not just a success from, not just uh, something to admire? Pick a principle you can learn from them. They're all around your neighborhood. And then be that person in your neighborhood. We're going to step aside for some bottom of the hour news when we come back. Much more on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.